Hi, it's Heather. This is episode 77 of Motherhood in Hollywood. This is a show where we have a little real talk about parenting in the land of make-believe. My guests today are two working mamas. They are producers on the hit show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. They're also moms to two kids at home. How do they do it? Well, they're going to tell us. They're going to give us a little insight on what it's like working on a hit show and being moms as well. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Olin Organic. Go to OlinOrganic.com to check out very stylish, organic, dye-free, chemical-free clothes for your kids. They fit sizes up to 24 months, but I'll tell you, I have some of their clothes here and they fit my three-year-olds. They have pajamas, they have bibs, they have cute little onesies. These clothes are very modern. They have soft seams. They come with printed labels, nickel-free snaps, and they're very easy to wear. The designs are unisex um, that are very playful, you guys, but they're not babyish like typical baby clothes are. And speaking of typical baby clothes, a lot of them come with harsh chemicals and dyes, and those are things you just don't want rubbing up against your child's skin. So definitely go to olinorganic.com and enter the code MIH10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off of your purchase. Go now to olinorganic.com to find out how you can put your kids in safer, softer, better clothes. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Happy early Christmas, everybody. I hope you guys are all getting ready for the holiday. I know I am sort of. I feel very behind lately with getting it all together for Christmas. It just seems like every year, especially since I became a mom, every year things get more and more busy. Like, oh, I have to obviously schedule a time to visit Santa, but oh, Santa's booked up for two weeks, so we have to find another Santa, and um, I know, maybe you don't have that problem where you are, but there's a there's a shortage of Santas in Los Angeles, um, and also I'm really behind on gift giving. I mean, you now that she's in preschool, we have to buy gifts for her teachers, for the people in the office, for... Um, you know, uh, or some of her friends. And then of course, you know, all of our family, all of my friends, it's just a little overwhelming, uh, to start figuring out gifts and what everybody wants. And, you know, I don't like to just buy people gift cards. I feel like that's kind of impersonal, but you know, I understand sometimes that's what people want. And sometimes, you know, you just want to be able to buy your own gift. Cause I swear if I get more like bath salts or bath beads, anybody who knows me, and I mean like really knows me, knows I cannot stand, I never take baths. So when people buy me bath salts or bath beads, it's just feels like you, you, we've never had a conversation. (laughs) So please note that, uh, friends, no bath beads, bath salts, or, you know, all that stuff for me. But anyway, I guess I should be grateful. It's the thought that counts, right? Um, we, we introduced the elf on the shelf last week into our house. And I got to say, guys, it's a pretty magical little tool. If you have not used the elf on the shelf to, um, threaten or bribe your child, you really should look into it because we named our elf, uh, sparkly star. 
and she floats around the house uh, at night if Chris and I can remember to move her. And when Channing wakes up in the morning, she's like, where's the elf? She loves to find the elf. And then she's been talking to the elf and telling, giving the elf messages to give Santa when she goes and visits the North Pole. So it's actually pretty adorable. We're enjoying that. We may make that a regular tradition, but oh, so here's the biggest thing that's happening in our house. I am, I think we're going to get a cat. And for those of you who know any backstory with this at all, and I'm going to write, I think I'm going to write something up on the blog about it, but I'm nervous to get a cat because our cat passed away three years ago after a long battle with liver failure. And it was very heartbreaking and very hard for me to um, get over. In fact, it's been three and a half years and we have not got another cat. I haven't even really been willing to entertain the idea until Channing a few weeks ago, a few months ago, really started saying how much she wanted a cat. She wanted a cat to come visit her home. And, you know, so Chris and I have been talking about it and decided it was time uh, to, to uh, embrace another little fur animal into our homes and into our lives and into our hearts. That's really the big key there. Uh, so I think we've found one, we filled out the paperwork and now it's just a matter of waiting for the adoption place to tell us when we can go by and get her. And I'm very nervous. Um, I'm very, I'm very excited, but nervous about the changes it's going to bring. Cause you know, when you haven't been with an animal for a long time, you know, there's no cat pee on the floor. There's no stinky litter box smell. There's no fur all over your clothes and cat hair and your food. So <laughs> I certainly haven't missed that aspect of it, but um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, I think. I'm mostly excited for my daughter. I think she's just really going to like flip out with joy. Like She's, she's going to be a good cat mama. Um, so those are the big things I'm looking forward to at Christmas. In the next week's episode, two of my good friends, um, Aaron Ziering and Vina Crownholm are my guests, and they're going to be talking about their Christmas traditions, what they like to do at Christmas time, what are their favorite things to do with family. So it's going to be a really sweet episode. So I hope you guys will be on the lookout for that. But for right now, my guests are two moms and two producers on the hit show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, the lead in that show, Rachel Bloom, just got nominated for a Golden Globe, which is super cool. And I talked to them about what it's like to be on um, such a highly lauded show like it's so critically acclaimed and they're a part of that they're a huge part of that but you guys they're also moms and they also you know they deal with the same stuff we do diaper changes sleep issues you know work-life balance trying to figure out how they can live their dream and see their creations come to life but also try to be the best mom they can be you know and it's a balance and it's their story is really wonderful. And also they're really funny, funny moms. Yay. Um, I really, if you can't tell already, I really enjoyed my conversation with them. It's Audrey Walkup and Rachel Spector. And I've known Rachel since my mommy and me class with Channing. That's where we met years ago. And I love her so much and have just enjoyed, um, spending time with her and her kids and her family. It's just so sweet. And I'm absolutely over the moon and honored that these two mamas came on my podcast. So um, here is my interview with Audrey Walkup and Rachel Spector, producers on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Hi. 
I know I am excited because I have literally been pressuring Rachel <laughs> for like a year. I was like, not pressuring, just encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Gently texting you in the middle of the night. What are you doing? Can you please come on my podcast? Um, so I'm so glad you guys are here today. I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy. Congratulations, by the way. I know that um, Rachel Bloom was nominated for uh, Golden Globe. Yeah. But I think, does that also kind of translate to you guys? Do you feel a little bit of the uh, glory in that too? Well, I mean... We shouldn't, but I guess. <laughs> but I it's guess we all Rachel Bloom. <laughs> yeah. We do a little bit. I mean, but people yeah. like congratulate us. We're like, oh, we didn't. Oh. I mean, yeah, but thanks. Us, but um, I think it kind of is. Oh, I mean, you guys write and uh, do the thing, like give her the material to help her perform. Okay, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely great for the show, and we're so so thrilled that she got nominated. And she deserves it. She's yeah, yeah. doing and amazing things. Yeah, and the show's been a really cool experience and ride. So. Yeah, yeah, tell me about lucky. that because you guys were on um, Cougar Town before yep. this, mm-hmm. and um, tell me what Crazy Ex Girlfriend has been like for you. Um, it's been really great. Uh, I think I remember when we got the meeting, uh, the interview for it, and Audrey was like, "Rachel, oh my god, we're meeting on a show." That's a musical. That's a musical. <laughs> and it's a comedy. And a comedy, and run by women. And an hour. Yeah, it um, was like everything that we had ever wanted to do yeah 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 I was actually in Hawaii when we and we it was my last day in Hawaii and we got the meeting for the next day and my flight kept getting delayed and we were like no we can't miss this one yeah and I was wait did you also have a baby I can't remember the time yeah I had we both had babies four month old and it was kind of like we only wanted to go back to work I mean we had to go back to work for obvious reasons yeah but we kind of only (laughs) wanted to go back to work if it was like the right thing. So, yeah. It's yeah. something that we were really passionate yeah, about. So, so. Pretty Do you feel like you're in a position where, because you guys have a lot of shows under your belt now, a lot of projects under your belt. Do you f- feel like you're in a position where you can kind of pick and choose what you do? I mean, <laughs> in a way, like, I, f- I don't know if I'll ever feel like I'm in the position where, yeah, where we'll that's okay. That. I feel like we will pick and choose because... I just don't think I, I don't have, we don't I mean, have a choice. Kids, the like kids it, make you pick and choose. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. like, I'm not going to go and not see my kids for a show that I think is garbage. Right, right. No, <laughs> but totally. then we also have to, you know, But then we have to deal with the repercussions yeah. of it. Yeah. Right. right. Um, like when we were at, worked on Cougar Town, we used to, sorry, this is going off on a tangent, but we it. used to commute like, I mean, the commute was an hour each way. So it was like two hours in the car. Yeah, in Culver City. Yeah. Ooh. It was not great. So, and I didn't have kids yet, so it was fine. But, but the Rachel, second season I had... She had um, her first on that my show. first, and he was yeah. like three months old, and I was I was just like I don't think I can ever do this again. I, don't, I can't spend ten hours in the car if it means I'm going to be away from my kids. Like yeah. ten hours less to see them. And isn't that interesting how your perspective changed all of a sudden when you became a mom about how you look at this industry? Oh, Did totally. you guys feel like you noticed that right away? Like oh well, now I suddenly don't really want to drive to Culver City for sure. Or yeah. yeah, and we were staggered. Hours, so you know, Rachel had her first. Rachel has two. So she had her first before I did. Yeah. So for that year, I was like, it can't be that bad. What's she talking about? <laughs> right, and I was right. like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to work. Yeah. Me I, too. That happens a lot where I see my friends now who are slowly all like trying to have kids. And I know that for the past few years, they've been like, uh, why can't she go out to the club and we ho at midnight? Like, that's when we go out. But um, <laughs> I just don't do that anymore. No. I don't want to do no. that anymore. Yeah. And yeah. now they're all like, oh, okay. We get it. I'd much rather stay home and, you know, and honestly, yeah. I'm just too tired. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. One of our coworkers actually, we had our rap party last weekend and, um, it was like 1030 and I was trying to just like leave and go home because the, <laughs> the last weekend I had been out till one and I was like, I can't do this ever again and be up at 6am with my kids all day. I was like a horrible parent the next day. So I was like, it's 1030. I was trying to leave. And, um, our, our coworker was like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to head out. She's like, okay, I have two more parties. Like you can come to them with me. You can go to this one or this one. I'm like, Oh honey, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking oh, about sleep. Aren't you cute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you feel like then in terms of your career and not even so much just like the social aspect aspect of um, this industry, it's a little bit harder once you have kids because there is so much networking and schmoozing that happens after hours at parties and stuff like that. Don't you think or do you think you're you feel like you're missing out? I don't I, actually. I don't feel like that anymore. No. I guess at first I, I was I was nervous about that, like just not being able to. Like, I feel yeah, like there's like, always, dude. like, comedy shows that you should go to, and that's where you meet, like, like you meet a writing partner, or you see a new funny guy that you think, oh, Well, you I'm going to be honest, I don't think we did that before having Yeah, <laughs> well, weird, I don't know, weirdly, I feel like, I feel like we almost used to think that that's how we would get jobs, mm-hmm. and then it never really worked out that way, so I don't even know that that, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just for maybe that's our experience. Of, like, how you're supposed to get yeah, jobs. Yeah, the only time I ever really feel that is, like, if you're on staff and the staff is going out for drinks Mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, my nanny has to leave. Right. And feel like you're not part of the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only time I really ever feel that. If anything, I almost feel that sometimes there's like a mom underground connection. Sure. Yeah. More female showrunners and stuff that are supportive. That's definitely something I've noticed through this podcast Mm -hmm. is doing it is meeting so many moms, uh, women in the industry who you didn't number one know are moms but who are now in positions of power where they can control the, the amount of time they're working every day when they go home so they can be with their kids. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they're shifting their priorities and it kind of all trickles down. Like I interviewed Blair Briard, who is Louis CK's production partner and she's a mom. I think her son is eight uh-huh. and she's like, you know, Louis and I both have kids and he wants to go home to see his kids. And I do too. So we make sure we're not on set 16 hours a day. If we don't have to be, we get stuff done and we can go home and be with our family. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is I've noticed kind of a change. And maybe it's just in TV. Like, I don't know, film's different. Well, TV's so weird because it your entire life and like your work schedule just depends on like your boss, your show, the showrunner of the right. show. Yeah. So you <laughs> can, you can have completely different experiences depending like on what show you're on. We're lucky. We work for a, a woman who also has kids and wants to see her kids mm-hmm. and her family. Um, and so our hours are pretty much set. Um, there's yeah. occasions the where exception we, of like, and also having a, like she always gives us a heads up, which right. Yeah. That's really is very helpful. Cause the, I really feel like thoughtful. that's the biggest problem is like these showrunners who are like at six o'clock, it's like, Oh, we're working until 10. And, and then, then we have how, to figure out your childcare. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how everyone else does it, but a, don't I don't think a lot of people can afford to pay a nanny Actually, around the four clock. Or five. To be, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's on a, that's something I didn't even think about is that they can make you guys stay for an extra four hours and you're kind of at their mercy. Yeah, yeah. totally. And we both also have partners who do the same thing. Yeah. So when all four of us are on staff, it's not that's tough. We, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always talk about this, how it like just lands on the woman to like, the oh, women go to, sure. yeah. To, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's not like, you know, I think it's because it's expected. You're yeah. the mom, you're the woman. Of course you're going to go home and really, right. If we're both working late, then mm-hmm. you know, you're going to go home. It's so interesting. I didn't even think about that. It's not even like we, it. we've had a conversation. I feel like it's no, just, it's it just, just like ends up default. being that. Yeah. yeah. 
It's not like Dan's like, listen, you go right now and get our child. And no. I'm not going to do that. I don't see him. Yeah, I don't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, what, where, how do your husbands play into all of this in terms of like a support system and that sort of thing? Like, do you find that it's, um, they're willing to help? <laughs> <laughs> we have really career supportive husbands. Oh, good. So, yeah. And I think. And family supportive husbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just mean career wise. Yes. They're, they're supportive <laughs> on both ends. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that I could do this personally, this industry, and not have someone who understands it because yeah. they understand the hours and also the demands. So, and I think both of our husbands are very, they want us to be working. They want us and to be working. Like they also want do, to, so. they want to be actively involved in like the family, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. they're not like, I don't know. I mean, my husband's situation is interest is interesting because he is out at night a lot, like doing shows, doing mm-hmm. stand up and stuff. So we both have to really be supportive of each other. And sometimes and it's hard and it gets yeah. frustrating, but, um, Rachel has it a lot harder than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they definitely, they definitely are very helpful. So let's back up a little bit and tell me how you guys met, because I know that oh. the writing, <laughs> tell me your origin story. Well, um, writing partnerships are so, um, rare when you find I think a good writing partner and somebody who gets your humor and gets your um timetable because mm-hmm. I mean I've found great writing partners before that are talented and lovely and they're like just whenever we'll just write whenever and I'm like okay we're still working on a pilot from 10 years ago <laughs> um so tell me how you guys met and how it kind of kicked off well we met cocktail waitressing yes so we both moved here um, when we were like 22, 22 yeah. and we, we got out of college mm-hmm, and we got a job at Lucky Strike in Hollywood, nice. living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, we basically met when we were like training, um, learning how to use the coffee machine. Yeah. We were or making something. espressos, I think. Yeah. And I believe one, one of, of us started, started singing Newsies. Who oh. knows why? Because obviously know. when you learn to make coffee, you should be singing Newsies. Absolutely. Um, and that... That was it. Yeah, that so was we be, our, the start of our. Like, you love newsies. I love newsies. Let's be best friends. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cute. So we were friends for a couple years, and then we we both were acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were friends for a couple years. Had talked. We we both had. We'd always talked about writing. Talked about writing, but I think we weren't fa- we weren't really following. Like we yeah. weren't finishing anything we weren't on finishing our own. Anything. We each had like seven hundred notebooks that were yeah. right, started right, or like right. weird shorts that we started. <laughs> whatever. We're gonna make the most amazing short film. Yeah, ever. exactly. <laughs> Um, so we moved in together. No, no, first. Oh, what? First we went to Connecticut to write. That was before we moved in together? I think, I think. Wasn't it? No. Oh, maybe. I think it was. Okay, we went to my mom's house in Connecticut. We were like, weeks. okay, yeah, let's go on a retreat, basically. Yeah. We went to my mom's house. We, like, didn't have a car. We just sat in Connecticut for two weeks. It was amazing. We didn't have children. <laughs> we wrote a screenplay. Yeah. We, we Our wrote- goal was just to finish a screenplay. Yeah, so we finished a screenplay. We celebrated with lots of champagne. Yeah. And then... We came back to LA. We're like, what do we do with this? <laughs> um, that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole and story, yeah. then we moved in together so that we could like keep a writing. schedule of writing, yeah, which yeah. was really helpful. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also and then, probably helpful. I mean, we've never really discussed this, but probably helpful for like the long term of a writing partnership. Oh, yeah. Because it's like a marriage. I mean, we're it's married. It's totally we're married. married. Yeah. Honestly, watching you guys talk back and forth, it does look like... 
marriage. I mean, yeah. it's like I mean, watching other people have talk. Roles. Like, I'm very yeah. messy, and Rachel takes <laughs> I'm care clean. of the pa- Rachel takes care of the paperwork. <laughs> so it's Oscar and Felix. Yes. Um, uh, I love that though. Yeah, you guys, uh, you have a history together because then you've been you've been friends for that long. You work together. You live we together. Live together. You yes. both have been friends when you found your husbands when mm-hmm. you had your baby. Well, like, actually, Audrey went to college with my husband, so I she. Uh, I take some credit. Sort of, sort of set us up, and always knew him. So that was. That was very easy. That was easy, yeah. Um, So you guys have seen a lot of ups and downs with each other. You've been through a lot together. How does that influence your writing and your stories? Oh, Oh, well, we definitely, depending on what we're working on, like like we've, we definitely have written a few sort of shows based on our situations. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, I mean, you've, I don't know, not to be, not to be as cliche, but they always say that what's the saying, write what you know, what you like know, how totally, do you write yeah. what you don't know? Yeah. Right. So I, I feel like the trick for us is to not write about us. Like somehow our main female is always like a, a version of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe. Yeah. 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 And they're not, they're never very interesting. I don't know why. No. Cause we probably don't find ourselves very <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah. We're, we're like, like <laughs> we need to make, we need to give her more jokes. All, all the other people are interesting. And we're like, hmm, this kind of, um, Mm-hmm. Good student type person is not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who tells you they're not interesting? Is that something you guys we see? Do. Or, oh, no, we can say, tell. Yeah. Self judgment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you, where do you get your sense of humor from? And also, where does it? How do you do it every week for oh. a show? Like how how do you keep like the comedy coming? Because that's scarred me childhood. You're scarred now, childhood. <laughs> my parents recently told me that they don't know where when I became funny, <laughs> and they don't know where it came from. I was like. Thanks. <laughs> when did you get funny, dear? You were You're like funny until 23. Oh You're like, this God. was a total surprise for us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I I guess I mean how would how do you do it week after week? It just becomes like a tool. Like you're just you know yeah. You know and I think it depends on what kind of funny you are. Like I don't think that yeah. either of us are wackadoo. We're, or... we're not like hard hitting mathematical joke people. We're like life's weird and yeah. yeah. We understand why humans are funny. Yeah. We're also not bit people. Like, yeah, like I'm never when people be start like, doing like like really long bits in rooms, it makes us really uncomfortable. <laughs> I can imagine you're just sitting there like. What are they doing? We're like, okay, I guess we should say something. And we like, we'll throw in a, 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 a little little piece of the bit. But then we're like, <laughs> okay, we're backing up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did we add to that joke? Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you have to, in a room, um, give be equal in terms of like the jokes you're turning out? Because you are a pair, a writing pair, as opposed to like a one writer. Do you guys feel like it's like... Is there ever a day, Rachel, where you're like, oh, I didn't get as many jokes in as Audrey did? Or if you're like, oh, Rachel needs to step it up. Oh, I think Sorry, that's... I'm using you. <laughs> Why is it always me? It's always, um, it's always Rachel. No, I think that's the beautiful thing about being in a partnership. Like, yeah. there are days when, like, I just can't focus and, you know, Audrey's, like, definitely Yeah, like, you can covering not be on all the time. No. And, like, single people who aren't partners don't talk sometimes all day. So yeah. I but, feel like, but, if anything, it's a little bit of the opposite. We're, we're also not competitive i don't think like i don't i, I don't no. even know if i would notice if like rachel didn't talk for a day or if i didn't i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like oh okay. i think just be just by default we just end up basically talking the who's same talking amount, if you guys are not talking same who's in the room talking like other the yeah like the other seven producers. other people oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot yeah there's a lot, yeah. Of a lot of us a lot of us yeah or five other people who knows i mean i don't think we're usually silent we speak yeah we like to talk um, but um 
No, it's nice to, and it's also nice to know that if you're off, like everyone's off sometimes. You sure. can't be funny every day or have like good story ideas every day. Right. So it's kind of nice to have that backup. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes, you know, when one of us pitches something, no one can remember if it came from Audrey or Rachel. So we both get credit <laughs> for them. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. It came from the ladies. Yeah. Really, we're just yeah, the yeah, ladies. Sure. Um, you guys have worked on quite a few comedies. Uh, is that something you want to continue to do? Yeah, it's interesting because we, I mean, the first show that we worked on worked on was definitely like very, it, it was not really our sensibility. We worked no. on One Tree Hill first. Soapy. Oh, it was right, very soapy right. and, you know, and dramatic. And we mm-hmm. liked that. I enjoyed it as a first experience. Um, but we started out writing features that were comedic. comedic. So, um, but it is a weird line because we, we also don't want to work on, we're sort of. Like comedic features don't really translate into comedy half comedy, our comedy all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. There's so, so yeah yeah so you lean Lowest more question. towards comedy but like you said like real human people yeah we lean stuff. yeah comedy that's why the show that we're on is really great for us yeah. right now because it's a it's a one hour comedy so the comedy isn't as as hard it's more um character based yeah and like quirky it's, yeah it's and definitely i think quirky. with all the cable comedies everything's mm-hmm. going that way anyway which is yeah. nice for us so like i was just thinking of fx is better things mm-hmm. i've talked about that show a lot on this show because number one it's a great show but it also talks it shows what um, being a mom in LA is like, especially as an actor or voiceover artist. Um, have you seen that with Pamela? Adler? Okay, this is horrible, but I haven't. It's <gasps> on my. I know. I know. Me I know. too. Well, we just we just finished work we last just week. Finished. We, we have to now start I'm binging out because you guys are yeah, actually working. I'm literally sitting around watching TV all the time. <laughs> um, but no, watch it if you get a chance because it shows her as like from different aspects of the industry, like trying to make it work, and also she has three kids. And they're at the age where they're all a total pain in the butt. Oh. Older. What age so. is that? I know all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're past the cute phase, I guess. Um, but anyway, it's really fascinating to see that show. But more so, the uh, tone of that show. Yeah, it's very like Louis. It's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. real. It's very grounded. There's not a lot of wackadoo um, jokes, and it just makes me wonder if it's if that's something you guys are seeing the direction the comedy is going in or do you think that's just uh, for um like your fx's your netflix hulu those types of shows i i do think that it's going that way but i also think more than that it's just going the way of like specificity so if your specificity mm-hmm. is wackadoo then that's cool you too. need to be real wackadoo, but like yeah. yeah i feel like it's going the way of like a really really like do you think it's like niche are they looking for niche television I don't know. It's hard to say. There's to me, so crazy much right is very is a very niche show yeah. because it's co- musical comedy. Yeah, like, and you I know. think one of like the biggest things that we've learned from this show is how important point of view is yeah. and voice because Rachel Bloom's voice is so specific, and I don't think the show would be what that. it is, what it is without, without someone else. Yeah. yeah, if it were someone else, which is so interesting to watch. Now, as ladies who used to be actors, is it hard for you to write for somebody else like that? No, no. not at all. We're we're weird. Um, we're weird people who used to be actors in that like we are so, so happy that we're not anymore. Yeah. We, we don't have any. Yeah, we yeah. have no, I know <laughs> like we're not, we don't have any like anger or, or dreams or dream. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of times like you, you do meet writers who are hybrids who want, who, who want, want to, do both. to, yeah. yeah and who specifically are, also want to write for themselves. Exactly. Point, who which is like, super cool, but that's they're using the over. writing career as a way to, yeah. you know, they enjoy writing as well, but like as a way to like, yeah, yeah. Know, like we are not trying career. to 
do playing house or yeah. what, you know oh no I like, look at Ike Barinholtz and his writing partner yeah. as an example of course I yeah. cannot remember his partner's David name Stassen. yeah thank you which is like <laughs> super douchey I know no, no, no. but that's what that is such a great example to me of like being on a show and also still having um, a contribution towards the direction of the show and the mm-hmm. writing and all that stuff like that sounds like it would be great because cool. actors yeah. Yeah. just don't have everybody sees the actors on TV but the actors don't have any power or control unless no. you're a producer or and it's, you know in some way it yeah. is interesting having having been actors and, then, and now being writers and producers like just seeing that and seeing and what and watching auditions and seeing how people get cast it's like really fascinating and yeah. it's it's really hard to be an actor so tell me about that part there's a lot of actors that listen to this show so tell me about that part when you're see watching tape are you just like cringing and going oh you're butchering my words no, no. not at all it's like For, especially for us because we've been there like, yeah I think a lot of the time we're like oh we like feel bad it's like you s- you either see why they did something and it could have been better like it's like a lot of times i just feel like the tapes are a disservice to them well yeah so we, we also cast don't tape we so we don't tape. it's so hard so a lot of times you're like oh well i know i know this person could could say it the way that we intended it but they weren't they didn't know they weren't yeah, given that direction because you're not in the room to give the direction yeah. right yeah. and like sometimes the scene's already been rewritten or the character's already been rewritten and, and then also like, there yeah. also a lot of the time i used to hear, hear this all the time when i was acting and it was really frustrating when it's just like oh you just weren't it, it you just weren't the part like you, you know, you were great, but it just wasn't you. And yeah. I was like, what does that mean? Does I could be anything. Yeah. It's Christmas in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Come to Universal Studios Hollywood now through January 6th and experience the magic of snow falling throughout Hogsmeade Village. Then watch Hogwarts Castle light up the night. Plus, discover more holiday magic all through the park, like Grinchmas on select dates. Visit UniversalStudiosHollywood.com and now buy a day and get a second day free. Offer valid for one day general admission through December 19th, 2018. Blackout dates and restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you see it. Like, you see, like, you're like, oh, this person's great, this person's great. And then someone comes in and you're like, oh, yeah, like, that's just who we... The, yeah. You make up a part in your head yeah. and then sometimes a person comes in and it actually is that and that... You understand. Yeah. Then you understand and that. For better or worse, we also have a lot of math going on. Mm-hmm. Like we already cast mm-hmm. four females. Yeah, three of them are one tech. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So you have to then. I, I'm in a weird position where I, um, I have to say this politely, but I generally don't get cast as often because they're looking for diversity. Um, because I'm a character actor and they need to color the world mm-hmm. with color yeah. I mean, for lack yeah. of a better term. Um, and so a lot of times that that's, I miss out on parts because of that, which I understand, you know, it's part of the business and it's great that they're doing that, but it's still frustrating for me because it's like, I think I can play every part. I can do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah. and I, I don't think that will change until the Leads, leads yeah. are diverse, yes, which yeah. hopefully it's going that way. But yeah. until then, the best that I think a lot of people feel like can do is fill out the world. Which... Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you guys think about when you're writing? Are you like, oh, we should write for diversity or we should make this a diverse character? More now yeah, than we used to. Yeah. Definitely. It's also, I think, a really positive thing that came away from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is that they're very conscious of that. And mm-hmm. it's been really interesting to be in that kind of room. And we've done... I think a lot more reading about that and talking to people. Yeah. So you, yeah. you think there's more of a discussion happening now in terms of diversity and diversity casting? And For sure. Stuff. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are you guys working on next? Can you say? Oh. oh. Well, do we know? I wish we could say <laughs> because we don't know. We don't know. So you're on a, but you're on a break right now from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. 
Um, and then once that goes on a break, do you guys just kind of go, okay, we're actually going to take some me time or do you immediately start working on like a side project or some new thing? Well, sort of both. Sort of both. Um, I think one of the issues with benefits or minuses about having a kid is we still have to pay for childcare mm -hmm. year round. So to make that worth it, we have to write something. Yeah. Um, so I think that's made us be like a little more productive in our hiatus Mm -hmm. in an unexpected way. Mm hmm. And we also are used to, like, before we were on staff and before we had kids, um, I feel like part of what uh, made us into professional writers was that we were, like, we treated it, before we were professional writers, mm-hmm. we treated it like we were. Yeah. Like, oh. we just sat down every day and wrote. We wrote. And we liked, that's writing. one thing I'm so impressed with, because I know I saw you guys in your Starbucks office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I Very was, fancy office. Yeah, super fancy. But I was like, good for them. I was like, oh my God, I would love to sit down for just like four hours in a coffee shop and write something. And... That's where I find I'm having um, trouble being more professional in that it's hard for me to schedule that time in because I'm in so, I'm doing so many things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chris is always telling me, like, stop doing so much. Say no to this. Don't go to that. Sit down and write your shit. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And it's, it's easier. It's I mean, easier said yeah. than done, especially yeah. with, with the kids. It's right. hard. Yeah. Because yeah. also on hiatus for us, we also want to see the kids. So it's yeah. like a balance. Yeah, you want to spend some, have some family yeah. time, or vacation, or travel, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's tricky. We also both genuinely like writing, and mm-hmm. one thing about being on staff is you don't really write. So sometimes for us, when we come off staff, it's like, oh, cool, we get to actually. What do you? Yeah, write? you should explain you that. Yeah, yeah, we should explain oh, that. Well, I mean, you write a script once or twice. So okay, You've so been very lucky and got and written two scripts right the past couple seasons. But, but most of what you do, like. Like from ten to six every day, what we're doing is we're basically like group brainstorming. Yeah, which is so super cool. Everybody is contributing. Mm-hmm. To yes, you're sitting in. Script. Yeah, you're sitting yeah. or just a story. Not even a script yet. Like or even just story. like a story. We're talking about character or mm-hmm. anything really. It's basically like talking and being on all, all day. day. It's, it's very, like being in an eight-hour business meeting. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty intense. <laughs> it does sound intense. Um, which like I don't. When I hear about people who are on staff and then go home and write a whole thing, I'm like ah girl good for you (laughs) my brain is like so tapped out i don't know know how you guys do that are there windows in your office there well no there are in the writer's room not in our office office, but we're really this vision of everybody just sitting in these like white four by four you know walled rooms and you're all just kind of sitting there going um who's got ideas and writers I don't know where they're drawing inspiration from. For me, it's being out and about. It's meeting other people and talking to other yeah, people. Yeah, that part's hard. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. counter. It's the the room aspect. Not it's being in a room, but the actual physical aspect is counterintuitive to yeah. being creative. Yeah. Well, a lot of, I mean, a lot of the day, like, ends up being, like, you know, catching up on the weekend and, like, telling mm. stories about your own life. And a lot of when you're pitching story, you're, you're talking your about life. your own yeah. life. Like we know a lot happened. about our co We know a lot of personal stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they know they know too much about us too. way too much yeah you get real close real close real fast yeah mm. um so in terms of then your own personal projects and i say personal projects but i mean something outside of crazy ex-girlfriend you guys still always have something that you're working on there yeah pretty much um mm-hmm. if if we're not physically writing it then we're trying to do like write a pitch to be able to sell and you guys want to be showrunners right yeah, yeah. we want to run so our own our goal. own show yeah it would be ideal yeah um, I think I told you, I texted you about that documentary called Showrunner. Did you ever watch it? Well, okay. I think we're, <laughs> cause they might I be in it. Because yeah. they interviewed I the think... guy from Cougar Town. 
right? No. Oh, oh did well, they? they might have. Have. Oh, we were, but we, we weren't, weren't there yet. We weren't there. So they interviewed our boss on um, One Tree Hill. When we were oh. there. Yeah. But I, I've heard that that didn't make the cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched it. But, but I know they, they came into our room. crew came into the room. Yeah, they we came into like, our room really? one day. We were like, what's happening? Uh, yeah. Is it interesting? It is sure. fascinating. It makes me never want to be a showrunner. Really? Yeah. There's <laughs> like, like so much work. It's a hard job. They're all like, this is the best, worst job in television. Yeah. Like, because you basically kiss your family goodbye and say I'll see you in six months and I'm like I don't know if I could do that I don't know if I could do that well that's I think that's just one person's experience it was right? all I mostly mean, men too I yeah, yeah. exactly that it was so that's a man's I mean men. so yeah our showrunner is uh, is a woman and mm-hmm. she you know she I think her, her one of her best qualities is that she's very decisive mm-hmm. like she I think a lot of I mean making that amount of decisions um in that capacity like is very hard mm-hmm. but I think that's and you have every department asking you questions yeah so I mean we've heard about there's like showrunners who will spend two hours just picking like, out picking like shoes. wardrobe yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yep. you don't have the time for that if you want yeah. to see your family yeah that's what a lot of them said like a lot they're making a lot of the minutia decisions yeah, right. and every because everything comes to them right yeah for every aspect I feel like we've worked on enough shows to realize that like that does the minutia like doesn't matter like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. People don't notice it. Honestly, it doesn't affect no. I mean, anything. Unless, the one thing that I do notice that drives me crazy is when people are carrying coffee cups and there's no fucking coffee in those cups. There's nothing. <laughs> Noted. There's nothing in those That's coffee That's so funny. Cups. I've never noticed that, but now really? I will. No. no, now I will. You know who's the worst about it is, is Gilmore Girls. Those ladies. Oh, because they were always oh, carrying, always always carrying coffee, right? coffee cups, yet they were light as air. And they <laughs> right. just fling them everywhere. This <laughs> That's hot funny. Coffee. That drives me crazy as a viewer. But honestly, I don't notice if what color someone's shoes are unless it's part of the story mm-hmm. you know you just don't notice that yeah story. and honestly and, I think every showrunner has things they care about more I mean sure. some people are into fashion some people care about the music yeah. Yeah. some don't so what I think you, you just have to be into what do you think would be your I think just like story show? stuff like constant story constantly story. which so would yeah. you be showrunners that would be in the room every day yeah yeah well that's but, well that's a great thing about being a team is yeah. that like we there's two of us so one of us could be in the room one of us could be on set making yeah, which I think is Making why you become a stay a team. Like I don't understand teams who don't want to be showrunners. I'm like, well, then why are you splitting your paycheck? Right, because right. the goal is to be right. We should explain that being a team means yeah. you, sh- you you are in one po- you share one position. Yeah, so, which means you pay for one nanny. Yes, <laughs> but I'm, you need two. Right, and I'm curious about that too because um, a lot of writers don't want to become a partner or a pair because they don't want to have to split the paycheck. Yeah. That's the it's shitty thing about it's really it. Hard. Yeah. Um, it work. So it works out when you are developing, when you're, you know, writing your own show and, mm-hmm. and selling that. And it works out when you're writing screenplays. Anytime you're on your own time, I'm, I would yeah. gladly split anything if it means like I'm doing half, half the, the work. Time. Yeah. Sure. Half the amount of work. So that's sure, what, sure. why we started, we started writing screenplays. So like when we sold mm-hmm. our first screenplay, like we, you know, we controlled what we put into it and then we, it, it just makes more sense. It makes more sense. And also I think, be, yeah, we always knew, I don't, I don't think we went in being like, we're going to be moms, but we also did know that that was like eventually going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it is really nice. Like when we're developing or whatever and having kids, like we went through total three maternity times now and it mm-hmm. is nice to be like, yo, I'm not working for the next three weeks. You're going to have to have your partner. Like, yeah. Yeah. Out. I Do mean, you think- that's all worth it. Do you think that it makes it harder for single writers to get jobs on shows then when showrunners and production companies know they can get two for the price of I one? mean, I don't think it, it's hard in general for single writers to get jobs, but I think if it's like a single writer versus like a team and, you know, 
they're both equally liked and have like the same amount of experience, then like, yeah, yeah why would they think, hire I don't a team? think that we would ever get hired over someone who's better than us because yeah. we're a team. Right. Like if the showrunner mm-hmm. likes someone better, I don't think that you don't think that that's a possibility. No, no. But they do. I mean, they do say it's like that. That's one of the benefits of being a team is that you we're know, also it makes a you more female team. So it's like hireable. Yeah, yeah. Two lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't honestly. I don't know if two white men. I don't know if that does anything. To be mm-hmm. completely honest, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm curious. I wonder if there's any two guy. Well, I guess like Baronholtz and what's his name. I mean, it, it's still two <laughs> for the price <laughs> of one. He's but never going to hire me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, still two for the price of one. But I think you're, if your two can be any kind of diversity, diversity I think that's or, probably beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but not a reason to become a team. Also. Y- yeah, like don't just find someone to partner up and be like, no. listen, this yeah. is yeah. how we get in. Yeah, because <laughs> um, now I'm like, who do I know that's mm. diverse? And you also have to like like the person enough to know that like the amount that you're giving away mm-hmm. is worth. Oh, is worth yeah, it. that would be hard. Yeah, yeah. because what is the writing think partner about was that. a total right. slackass, and you're yeah, yeah. Well, everything. Then, then that you, would then yeah, you would yeah. just break up. Yeah, yeah. And you could do that. The WGA, there's no like penalty or paperwork or to break to up file. to split up no you can split up at any time it just makes you basically have to start at square one then yeah like your quote um, gets lowered and you have to write stuff on your own oh i see yeah gosh it's so interesting to me how all of that works i know so it's like once you get to a certain point like for us if we were ever, if we wanted to split up now it would make no sense no yeah unless we wanted to completely do different things like mm-hmm. if, if, if i wanted to write a novel like a and huge fight and like hated each other forever what do you do because la- it happens with ladies well, I don't know. One time, a team asked if we like went to therapy because they went to yeah. therapy. Oh my god, that's yeah. so cute. Which we haven't gone <laughs> um, to therapy yet. Or if good. we split up as like friends, like that would be like harder on me than like anything in my yeah, career. So like, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. That, that's not gonna happen. Um, you guys are so cute. Like, I love <laughs> that you have found this wonderful chemistry together, and that you get each other, and you're like have a solid foundation of like you said friendship in your work. Like that's what's so yeah. great like, and, and enviable. And it helps that I think we don't have much ego either because we don't care about like, <laughs> don't care. Uh, you know, if I'm like, like oh, I- you, oh, what if Rachel changes things? I'm like, oh, good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <Letter>. Perfect. <laughs> that's like the best part. Sometimes like when you're working on something, you get the email that's like, oh, it's done. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, because well, all I did was go to sleep. Yay. <laughs> also, um, I mean, I feel like writing team partners work all different ways. Yeah. And we also, we also started out working in a different way than we work now. So like we've sort mm-hmm. of, um, I don't know. We've changed. And part of that's progressed and because of the kids, we've kind of like had to, we used to write next to each other all the time and now yeah. it's like, yeah. and I think a lot of teams do, mm-hmm. but, but now it's basically like, I take this, you take that. We email each other our things. We find that that's a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. As long as everything's out, it's made us outline more and be more, Right, it's more Prepare. work in, up front, yeah. more preparation. We definitely used to do more rewrites. Now we do more work up front. But like our last spec we wrote, we did every other, we did every 10 pages. Every we did 10 pages. Yeah, and, and I sometimes would write we do it on, I went on vacation last time and like I just wrote 10 pages every nap time in Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time my daughter was napping, I was wow. like, well, I'm getting a Mai Tai. I'm going to write 10 pages. Oh, Woo! that sounds awesome. It yeah. was great. Yeah. It's the best, it was the most fun spec. Audrey writes faster than I do. Like, so she, you can write like 10 pages in a nap and I'll be like sitting at Starbucks for four hours and be like, oh no, I only wrote three pages. Cause I also, I think I like also procrastinate a little more. Yeah. I know. Social media is a black hole for me. I literally, I'm, if I'm going to write, I can't even open Facebook or Twitter. No, me neither. I'll just be like, la, 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 like scroll through it Mm -hmm. for hours hours. That's what I do during my parenting hour. Oh really? I can't work hours too. 
Um, well, I want to ask you guys quickly, what can you give us uh, as far as like any uh, spoilers or anything? Not spoilers, but uh, what we can look for in the next season, in the next epi- back half of the season, I guess. Yeah, it? back half of the season. Oh, oh I don't even know if we can. We can't give. We can't, we really. can't even. Ins- we're not even allowed to Instagram anything that could give. Oh, spoilers. wow. Yeah. Right. But some great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, our when you come back from the break, our second episode airs and it's about motherhood. And is this one yeah. you guys wrote? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So we can give you that spoiler. It's about motherhood. I think that's in the title, <gasps> I love so we're that. not giving anything away. Yeah. yeah. And there's a fun song about mother uh-huh. motherhood. Uh-huh. I'm so excited for that, you guys. Yeah. All the moms out there will yeah. appreciate it. Actually, yeah. with a little cameo by another mom podcaster. Oh. oh. No. Yeah, right? She's a podcast. No, I don't think she has a podcast. Who is it? I can but... tell, tell you if she does. Are you no, it's, it's, oh, it's a podcast. It's, it's a podcast in the song. song. Oh no! Spoiler. Um, <laughs> Jamie Denbo. Does she have a podcast? No, maybe I'm wrong. It's just that there's a podcast in the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She yeah, does yeah. a spoof of like this, basically. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! This everybody and their dog has a podcast, and I'm aware of that. I get emails every week from someone. Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Can you tell me how to do it? And I'm like, Google it. Tired of telling everybody. Yeah, there's an old pro now. Get a microphone. I know. I'm like this old pro, but everybody does have a podcast now. And when you I'm not s- gonna lie, I want a podcast. Right? It's yeah. pretty awesome. Like once a week, I used to have like invention ideas. Now once a week, I'm like, I've got a podcast idea. I do too. I come <laughs> up with other podcast ideas, but I'm like, this one is too much. It takes up too much time. I remember when you had the idea for this one. I know. And, you're like, and you, I still think about to this day. I have to give you credit for this. Aww. But now with everybody listening, I have to give you credit because <laughs> I remember I was very nervous going. Uh, trying to decide the direction of motherhood in Hollywood, like what I wanted to be about. And, um, I was thinking, oh, I should make it more broad and, you know, and that sort of thing, because I didn't want to turn people off. And, you know, I swear a lot too. I'm have the worst potty mouth ever. And I was sort of lamenting all of this during a play date with Rachel and, um, Allie and Ella who better listen to this episode. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. Rude. No. Um, but I was sort of talking about that and Rachel was like, well, if people, if those are the people that are, you know, what did you say? It was like, if they're not going to listen, then those aren't the people who you want listening anyway. So like, you don't, it was sort of like, you don't want people who aren't going to enjoy what you're offering. They're not your target right. demo anyway. Yeah. They so can just not listen. You're the one who's doing the podcast, right. you know, week after week. Yeah. And it was, very I don't remember much saying like a, that though, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad I did. <laughs> you did. It was very much like a, don't worry about the people who you can't mm-hmm. reach or who aren't interested. Mm-hmm. Just worry about the people who do like you. And I always have that in the back of my mind like if I'm thinking about doing something because then I'm like oh I don't you know if these people are not going to enjoy it what I'm doing that's okay yeah I'm doing it for the people who Mm -hmm. do like it and are into my ridiculous sense of humor yeah (laughs) not everyone wants to know about placentas WGA maternity policy (laughs) there's so many there's a lot of podcasts out there that are like inspirational like they start off with like this oh really welcome to the inspire moms podcast today we're talking about placentas and blah 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 and it'll go on like this whole thing and it's all about inspiring moms and I'm like that's not me that's not my podcast <laughs> I'm not inspiring I, I'm not mom. inspiring anybody I just really want to interview everybody who's actually working in the industry soak up all your information for myself so that I eventually can rule the world yeah and you're going to, you're going to. I'm just yeah. absorbing and it's very it. smart 
I'm just like, oh, thank you. I, See? Yeah. I have to it. go back mm-hmm. and listen now. She gets it. There's, I've interviewed some pretty amazing people. Mm-hmm. Not to brag yeah. about myself. Yeah. But um, I'm re- I honestly am so grateful that you guys took the time. I know how busy you are. Oh, no. Thank you so much. We're so, so, so happy us. to do it. Yeah, thank you for having us. And I know I'm sure I'll have lots of questions that I will text Rachel in the middle of the night and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I like, also, what about this? I feel, like, um, I feel like sometimes when Audrey and I do, like, uh, do something together, like in conversation, we, for- we forget that like – we have this backhand that yeah. like not we we don't like explain everything enough. So like I don't know oh, if we finished. I like I, I never know if we ex- like finished any yeah, conversation or totally answered did. any questions. Okay. No, no, no. You guys <laughs> totally did. Oh, everything started in the sense. middle. Um, no, it was great. You guys really have wonderful information. Also, like as a reminder, like you are motherhood in Hollywood. Like you guys are moms, and you're working in this industry, which I think a lot of people are afraid of taking that step into motherhood because they don't know how it's going to work out. They don't know if they'll have job security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, especially for it's actors. Scary. I will say this it's- about being a mom in Hollywood and what we do. Like the craziest part about it, I think is that you can't stop working. Like we yeah. can't take, we can't yeah. just like have kids. Then I would love to have had my kids and then stayed home with them for like three years and then just like gone back to work. But like once you're in it, like yeah. you don't think you, you can take a break and get, no, go back into no, it? No, no. Like oh, they would be like, why did, why haven't you worked? In I just feel like just they'd be like, lot, who? You, it's oh. just for, for what we do. It's like a lot of momentum. It's a lot of like, you yeah. know, building stepping up stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, that's even and then, the problem with like getting pregnant is like the whole, I mean, this is a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. Part two of, this podcast <laughs> right. but like it stops your momentum because you can't work because you know so. you're, yeah 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 I remember hearing yeah I remember someone recently told me was like oh do you, do you know so-and-so that used to work at One Tree Hill I'm like no um what is she doing now it was someone's cousin or something and um I was like what is she doing now and he's like oh well she took she took off some time um to have her kids and then like now she like can't get hired and I was like oh my god like yeah I, that <laughs> always has, really has scary. stuck with yeah. me and I'm like yeah. it's so it's true like when I don't know it's yeah. it, it's really it is tough. It's tough to be a mom in in Hollywood, or yeah. at least doing what we do. But we kind of there always is... are just like, well, we have to have the kid. I mean, what are you gonna do? Be I think... seventy and be like, oh no, I didn't have a kid. Exactly. I did one more season of Cougar Town? Like <laughs> nothing against Cougar Town, but no, no, no. But yeah. honestly, but... but that was honestly why my husband and I decided to go for it because I think there's this idea that you're sort of waiting for this perfect situation, this perfect scenario that, like for me as an actor, may never happen. Right. I may never get a series regular on a show and have be able to have an onset nanny and you know all that mm-hmm. stuff may not happen until I'm like 50 and then I've totally missed my chance to have kids so yeah. right that's ultimately why we decided we're like we're just gonna go for it and yeah stop waiting for Hollywood you know right to, to well do and what that's to do. really empowering once you make that decision yeah. yeah because you I mean yeah to a certain point you do just have to be like okay well this is what I want in my life and this is what I'm gonna do um yeah I mean I don't think anyone if they want to have kids should wait there's easier times to have kids for sure like if you're a higher level writer it's a lot easier right now I understand why people had like used to have kids when they were like in their early 20s yeah because you had so much more energy you you weren't really deep into your career yet yes Yes. we had kids like right as we were rising and it's it's hard yeah because it's like you also have to it's just hard yeah. yeah. No, I but, get it. I, I, I honestly am so impressed with you guys. Like, I know I can't say that enough. Like, it's amazing oh, what you do and thanks. that you're working on a huge show and that you both are moms too. And I just, yeah. I think it's great. Um, thank you both. Thanks. For coming thank on you. This was fun. Yeah. All right, you guys, I'm going to put up, uh, information about Rachel and Audrey on motherhoodinhollywood.com So you can find out more information about their shenanigans and their show, their episode that's coming out. Yeah. Motherhood yeah. in it. Um, thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye.
balls. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.